We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Sup, everybody. All right, we're going to try to do something really practical and helpful for a lot of you today. Um, hopefully all the stuff we do is helpful in some way. Hope so. But a very common question, a thing that you run up against when you start talking to people, especially people who are not believers in God or the Bible or Jesus and all these things, is they'll say, okay, you're telling me a lot of things from the Bible, but that's a religious text. Is there anything outside of your religious text, any historical evidence for the things you're telling me about? Like, is there anything that would verify any of this stuff as being true? Yeah. Like, yeah. I know your Bible talks about Jesus, but is Jesus mentioned anywhere else? I know Herod's yeah. in there. Is he mentioned anywhere else? Yeah. So I, that's kind of the question. Is there anything else out there, Dan? Yeah. Um, we're sharing with you a little timeline that yep. you'll be able to see, and uh, maybe Jed will have a link where you can download it. Going to try to. Yeah. And um, we're going to talk you through some things that I think will will bless you about not only the veracity of the Bible, but some sources that are out there to help you verify some things in the Bible. Yeah. So first of all, you know, even when we think about the life of Jesus and when Jesus lived, uh, you know, we, we uh, have the birth of Jesus. And uh, we figure that birth out uh, based on some things in, in Luke as far as when it occurred. He, he says in Luke chapter uh, 2 there at the beginning, if you'll read the first couple of verses there. Mm -hmm. It says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All right, so... We have a couple of things we can verify there. Caesar Augustus, we know that he ruled until A.D. 14 when Tiberius took over. And so um, we have that. And then we know that Quirinius was governor of Syria, and he was doing that census mm -hmm. somewhere around B.C. 6 to B.C. 4. Let's just pick B.C. 4, 4 B.C. Okay. Okay. So Jesus was roughly born in about 4 B.C. Okay. okay? And so um, we know that from the references Luke gives us confirmed by Roman sources outside. Yeah. So okay. you could take names like that and do a search, you know, go into ancient Roman history books, whatever, and you would find these people mentioned. That's exactly right. Okay. And... Um, for example, in Luke 3, you'll notice in Luke chapter 3, it says, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Tiberius, we know, started ruling in A.D. 14. 14 plus 15, Jed, is 29. Jesus had to have died on the cross around A.D. 29 or 30. Mm. 
And uh, that's the big, it's when he was baptized. And there's about a year there uh, in Luke where, you know, he's dealing with. And so, um, you know, John's gospel takes up before the baptism of Jesus. So there's about a year we're dealing with. So A.D. 29 or 30 would be about the time of the death of Jesus. Now, another reference point we have is um, Pontius Pilate. And all of the Gospels say that Pontius Pilate was the one that crucified him, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And we know from Josephus, who was a Jewish historian who lived in uh, the first century, that Pontius Pilate, ruled from A.D. 26 to A.D. 36. Okay. So see, that puts us firmly in the time frame of Tiberius and Pontius Pilate and all those others. So exactly what the Bible says matches up perfectly with what we know about secular rulers. Now, was Josephus, you said he was a Jewish historian, was he... A follower of Christ, not Jewish at all. Historian. No. Okay. So no, this he was is a Jew. An outside source. Yes. That is verifying historically the things that were going on at That's the time. That's exactly right. In fact, Josephus, okay. and you'll see on your chart there, uh, Flav- Flavius Josephus, who was uh, running around with the Roman army during the destruction of Jerusalem, mm. he refers to several governors of Judea. And he refers to like Annius Rufus, Pontius Pilate, Valerius Gratus. And he shows their their time of reign, and we've got Jesus right in that, and he confirms that he, Pontius Pilate killed him. Yeah. And why Pontius Pilate was recalled to Rome a little while after that, mm-hmm. and all the rest of it, okay? Okay. So that's an outside source, all right? So then um, along with that, if you look at the top of your chart, across the whole thing, you have the Mishnah. Right. The Mishnah is another Jewish source. Okay. The Mishnah is the record of the sayings of the great Jewish rabbis or Pharisees Mm -hmm. from 200 B.C. to 200 A.D. Okay. And so, you know, in the Gospels, you have all kinds of things about the Pharisees and the teaching of the Pharisees. Right. Jesus uh, contrasts their teachings a lot with what he wants. He said, you've heard that they said, but I say to you. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, things like uh, the keeping of the Sabbath and all the extra laws that they had added about the Sabbath, uh, those things come out quite clearly in the Gospels. Yeah. Uh, Things about um, divorce and who could divorce. Uh, There's a whole section of the Mishnah called Gittin, which means bills of divorcement. Hmm. And you see that Jesus' teaching contradicts severely yeah. Um, most of the things they taught in the Mishnah. But it shows he was aware of those things. He, he was very aware of he those talks things. About them. So that, yeah. see, the things that are in the Mishnah were exactly the things Jesus was dialoguing with. Mm. So when you read the Mishnah, you can really pick up a lot of good stuff that helps you yeah. say, oh, yeah, I see why Jesus was against this, 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 and this. Right. All right. So also, for example, in 1 Timothy, mm-hmm. uh, when in 1 Timothy 2.8... Let's see. First Timothy two eight. You should have had some coffee, Jed. It's a little bit more coffee. <laughs> Here we go. First Timothy two eight. It says, "I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling." All right. So, um, the Mishnah helps here because there's a a, um, a tractate in the Mishnah called Barakoth, which means blessings or prayers, mm-hmm. and uh, there's uh, also 
Uh, one about, um, uh, there's another tractate in the mission that does this as well, but it talks about who can get up and say the prayers. Mm -hmm. And the way they put that is who can go before the ark and lift up the hands. Right. So there was a Jewish man that, that, that uh, made certain qualifications. He had to be so old and had to have these characteristics. And he could go before the ark and lift up the hands and lead the blessings or the prayers for the people. Mm. So when Paul says lifting up holy hands, yeah. he's, act, he's obviously coming out of this pharisaical background of his yeah. about who's to get up and lead the prayers. Not saying that all of those things are now bound, because we just talked no. about Jesus would dialogue against them. Yes. But it was there were certain customs that were carried over. And yeah. encouraged. And Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Yeah, as a he teacher said. teacher of Pharisees. Yeah. And this was his language. Mm. Uh, go before the ark and lift up the hands. Yeah. I would, therefore, that the men pray, lifting up holy hands. Yeah. So this was his... So it's kind of that deeper understanding of maybe they use a phrase that we're not accustomed to or we would want to say one thing or another on. Sometimes it helps to get that background historical context. It, it does, and especially since... Paul uses the Pharisaic terminology, and they would never allow a woman to lift up the hands and lead the mm. prayers. And Paul uses that terminology, and then he says, and what I want the women to do in the next verse, see? Yeah. So it's quite clear what Paul is doing, if yeah. you understand the background. Okay. Okay. So then also, um, there's another Jewish source at the bottom of the chart down there under Jesus' cross, Philo of Alexandria. Mm. And Philo lived in Egypt, but he was a Jew in the first century, and he talks a lot about Jewish customs and how they how they worshipped God publicly at the temple and how they worshipped God privately in synagogues hmm. or when they were outside of the temple. Right. And Philo um, even talks about um, singing when they weren't at the temple. Okay. And how that it was a cappella and how that it was done where that, you know, we yeah. had a video not too long ago about um, how somebody would stand up and begin to sing and the people right. would answer by their refrains. Well, right. Philo describes all of this stuff, hmm. which gives us really neat background for something like speaking to one another in Psalms right. Right. and spiritual songs. And again, even though those guys, again, you've said they are Jewish sources. But they're they not are, Christians. They're not they're, even. Yeah. They're, they're not even favorable toward Christians. Right, and they are very much trying to document the history. Whereas the Mishnah was a religious text, guys like Josephus and Philo of Alexandria are just trying to they're give. They're just Jewish account. writers yeah. writing about different things. Okay. Yeah, and um, for example, Josephus, uh, he writes this one little book called Against Apian, and in it he discusses the canon of Scripture in the mm -hmm. Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, you know, uh, the Jews have written books, you know, after the time of the Persian ruler Artaxerxes, which is about 465 B.C. Right. But we never considered those worthy of equal credit, he says, because there were no more prophets. Mm -hmm. So there we learn that even the Jews didn't accept the books that we call the Apocrypha because they right. weren't written by prophets. Yeah. And this is not a biblical source. It's yeah. just a Jew saying this is what all Jews do. Yeah, they found them beneficial in various ways. But, but not inspired not. by God. There we go. Yeah. But this is very interesting, see, when yeah. you think about other discussions that we have. Yeah, so that years, hundreds of years later, in some cases, 
we start having this discussion and argument and all these big councils or different things. And it's like, well, about the canon. Yeah. Yeah. And we can go, well, here's what the source said was common understanding and back in the first century. Yeah. And it's a first century source. There we go. Okay. Gets us there. So um, if you'll notice on your chart, um, you have um, this initial spread of Christianity that you read about in the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we have in the book of Acts some of those features of, of early church government, leadership, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then um, that little triangle there, that was only on there because I was teaching the book of Galatians, and I was trying to show the students where the book of Galatians oh, fit yeah. along that timeline. See, it's one of the earliest books, if not the earliest book of the New Testament that hmm. was written. Yeah. And so um, I put that little triangle on there to show them approximately where it fit. So if you print it off, you can write that in there too. You can write Galatians is where that little yellow triangle right. is. Now, AD 70, the destruction of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. it was foretold by Jesus in Mark and in Matthew and in Luke, yep. and uh, it happened in AD 70. That's a historical fact that's, you know, yep. Josephus writes about it, all kinds of other people, you know, write about it. But by the time of AD 70, mm-hmm. uh, three of the Gospels were written, and uh, uh, Acts was written, and uh the Pauline epistles, First and Second Peter, Hebrews, James, and underneath that, all of the apostles were dead except John. Okay. Okay. And there are some sources that talk about that, uh, that, that are Christian sources afterward. The Christian sources talk about the death of all the apostles besides John, that they'd all died by A.D. 70, mm-hmm. see? Yep. And um, John was the only one left. And so um, in the latter part of the first century, uh, we have John, and he writes the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. All right. But there are other sources that confirm that about John. Uh, There are Christian sources. Uh, For example, you have people like Irenaeus of Lyon and Tertullian and Eusebius and Clement of Alexandria. They all talk about John, and they talk mm. about his exile on the island of Patmos yeah. during the reign of Domitian. Okay. And you see at the bottom, Domitian, right. who was a Roman ruler who ruled from A.D. 81 to A.D. 96. Okay. Okay, and these, these Christian writers all tell us that John was exiled to the island of Patmos mm-hmm. during the reign of Domitian. Okay. So that puts a time frame on the book of Revelation. Yeah. Okay. And then Trajan, you see down there at the bottom, mm-hmm. he ruled from just a little bit after the death of Domitian into the first decade of the second century. Mm-hmm. And um, Trajan had letters written to him. I didn't put this on here, but you can write it on your charts out there. Okay. There's a, a writer who is a Roman Latin writer. His name is Pliny the Younger, mm-hmm. P-L-I-N-Y, the Younger. And he wrote letters to Trajan, the emperor. Yeah. And his letters were all about his persecution of Christians in the province of Bithynia. Ah. And his, his very thorough discussion about how he dealt with Christians and how he punished Christians and 
how he tortured them and found out what they did and and uh, uh, how he made them worship the statue of the emperor and mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. Yeah. If you read the book of Revelation and you read those, you'll see a lot of commonality between those things mm. in there. And so he's a very, very good source yeah. that has it is right in the same line as John, because John lived during the reign of Trajan at Ephesus after yeah. he got out of the island of Patmos, see? So this is a very anti-Christian source. He hates them. Who's doing a very good job of basically building the court case against them. But by all the evidence that he's providing, he's giving us a look at what Christianity looked like very shortly after Jesus' death. And, yeah, and those... he's confirming a lot of things about what the Bible says, about how the Romans treated the Christians, and mm. also even about what Christians did. Yeah. Like these two women he tortures, and uh, he finds out that in their in their Sunday gatherings, they do nothing more than this. Uh, they They come together on a fixed day and chant verses alternately, to Christ as if to a God, you know, well, mm. that sounds like speaking to one another in psalms, yeah. hymns, and spiritual songs. Okay. And so, you know, you've got the Sunday meetings verified, you've got, you know. Yeah. So uh, these, of course, are Roman pagan sources. Right. And since they're so anti-Christian and they verify completely what yeah. the Bible says, it's that much stronger evidence for the for the veracity of the Bible. There we go. All right. So if you look up at the very top of your chart, yes, you see a couple of Christian sources that are uh, that are very close in time to Trajan and Domitian. Hmm. First Clement was mm -hmm. a letter from Clement of Rome to the church at Corinth that was written in 96 AD. Okay. Which is roughly the exact same time that John was on the island of Patmos. Right. And so um he confirms by what he says there that the church had elders, that uh, that uh, he, they wanted unity. He confirms a lot about the practice of the ancient church and the teachings of the apostles. He quotes New Testament books. Hmm. I mean, it's it's very interesting. And um, the the other source that's listed there, Didache means teaching. Mm -hmm. And it's an early Syrian Christian document for, from the early part of the second century, maybe a little after Trajan. But it talks about the, the Sunday meetings on the Lord's Day, mm -hmm. just like uh, Pliny the Trajan does. Right. He says uh, in Didache 14.1, he says, On the Lord's Day of the Lord, come together and break bread and give thanks. Hmm. Well, that's almost Acts 20 and verse 7. On the first day of the week, yeah. the disciples came together to break bread. The word for give thanks is eucharistia. Okay. Eucharisteo. Right. So you're going to give thanks and break bread, see? And then he says, and, and be sure that you reconcile with each other so that your sacrifice might be pure. And, and it's very interesting. Yeah. So we're seeing that not only do we have historical accounts of just like, like we were looking at there at the beginning of Luke, that these people existed, the Bible lines up with the same people and all those different things. But we're also seeing this opportunity to showcase what early Christian worship looked like, how it functioned, what it was used for. Yeah, not just worship, but but Christian leadership, what that looked like, uh, the, the uh, teachings of Jesus, 
with the backdrop of the teachings mm. of the Jews. And these are all interfaced. within a hundred years, less than a hundred years of Jesus' ministry. Yeah, these are all right there in the first right. century or just right there at the beginning of the second century. So a lot of times when you're looking at ancient sources, you know, it may take a while for things to be written down and documented. But in this case, we're seeing a lot of stuff written very shortly after and mm -hmm. being confirmed by inside and outside sources. So That's right. Now, one other thing down below, if you want to write on your chart, if you download this chart, see where it says Domitian and Trajan there at the end of the timeline? Mm -hmm. if, if the folks out there will write down Tacitus, it's spelled T-A-C-I-T-U-S, Tacitus, mm -hmm. Cornelius Tacitus. He was a Roman historian. And then also write down Suetonius, S-E-U-T-O-N-I-U-S, Suetonius Tranquillus. Those two Roman historians mm -hmm. also talk about Christianity, the death of Jesus during the reign of Pontius Pilate. They talk about how that um, the Christianity had not yet been stamped out, but people were still being Christians, and mm. the Roman government couldn't get rid of it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so those are other sources that are totally pagan, totally outside Latin Roman writers that have no axe to grind, but they yeah. verify some very key things Okay. in Scripture. Good to know. Well, that's hopefully that helps, and hopefully that points you in a couple of directions to go look up some more stuff on your own. Sure. Um, because it is amazing how often people think that this is just a religious text that doesn't have much to say, and it's kind of made up all along the way. Um, or it's not something that people really believed in until several hundred years later when we had had time to tinker with it and figure out what worked. Yeah. Whereas we see really clearly through a lot of these different things, Christianity kind of became Christianity and stayed that way. Yeah, and <laughs> these, these people verify. I mean, the places, you know, Star Wars, far off galaxy a long, long time ago, and, you know, mythical characters, but we know that the, the cities, the rulers, the... The uh, people like, um, you know, the Edict of Claudius in, in the book of Acts that drove the Jews out of Rome. Mm -hmm. We know Claudius was the ruler. We know when, and we know when that edict was in A.D. 54. And, you know, we have the, the, uh, the uh, Delphi inscription from Delphi in Achaia in Greece that, uh, you know, mentions all of this stuff. It mentions Gallio being uh, pro-consul of Achaia at a certain mm. time. And yeah. these things that are in the Bible are verified over, 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 over again. Right. So so it's it's kind of that call to, if you are skeptical, go looking for yourself. Like, it's amazing the depth that really is at our fingertips if we go looking. And now with the internet, you can, a lot of these older sources are public source. You know, right. they're public domain. Sure, so you, you can look them up. Yeah, you don't even have to have the whole you know, the grand library behind you like you used to and buy all those things. So go looking. And for those of us that are teaching and serving and answering questions for people, know that those sources are there and kind of be ready to use them as they would serve a good need. Yeah, and I guess we would classify this video today as Christian evidences. Mm, yeah. It's not really a discussion of a Bible passage and a Bible teaching or doctrine. It's, it's more of things that back up the truth or veracity of the Bible right. and help us have a have sort of a historical framework and context for the Bible. And, and it's really, really faith-affirming uh, 
to to see some of these things. So I hope this is helpful, and of course, mm -hmm. uh, send us your questions and um, what yeah. else, Brother Jed? I think that's about it. We'll look forward to the next time. Okay. Y'all have a good week. God bless. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.